it has to be a passion that makes you kind of automatically motivated. Model trains or chess or whatever. Like if you love chess and you just want to share everything about chess, there's endless content that you can make around that. It's just a question of how much you, you know, are passionate about it because that will drive you. That will push you to do more. Good day and welcome to the Leading with Nice interview series podcast. My name is Matthew Yule and we want to help you inspire others, build loyalty and get results. Now today I'm super excited because we have somebody on who I think is just super cool because, and I'll tell you why, we're talking with Hannah Murray who is an expert in birthing, uh, labor, delivery, and postpartum. I'll tell you a bit more about her in a second. But obviously, like, you know, I have three kids, and I thought I kind of, like, had a hand, good handle on what it's about to have a baby. And since I came across and discovered Hannah, uh, I follow her on social. So when she's live, I'm, like, at a notification, and I'll watch. And the stuff I learn is so amazing. And, you know, one of the things uh, that we really value here at Leading with Nice is service. It's a core value. And what Hannah does is just, it, it's, it reeks full of service of just trying to be helpful. So tell you a bit about her. Hannah is the labor delivery and postpartum nurse behind Baby Talk. There's a website and social at babytalk.birthnurse and the blog babytalk.life. She shares really fun and educational posts on pregnancy, birth, postpartum and breastfeeding just before we uh, started recording I was telling Hannah I learned all about hind milk and about double feeding on one breast if your baby's not getting enough milk it's five the stuff I've learned is amazing and she's also the mother of three herself she has a teenager a toddler a newborn and I learned chickens and other pets as well so it's a busy household she believes in the importance of women being well prepared for their pregnancy and birth journeys and she wants women to be empowered and knowledgeable when they come into the hospital for their delivery, as it is pivotal. It's a pivotal event in women's and babies' lives, and we couldn't agree more. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much um, for having me. You know, if you're listening on audio, if you're seeing on video, you'll see, but Hannah right now is bouncing on a birthing ball, and she has her newborn with her. So who is it? Can you introduce who this is? This is um, Leah Jane, my third baby and my only girl. I have two boys. Uh, like you said, a 15-year-old, a two-year-old, and then Leah Jane is my third. Um, she is my most challenging baby so far. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot, actually. You know, you, ha- you have these ideas in mind. <laughs> she's brand new too, right? Like she's like a couple weeks old. Yeah, she's a month old. She's a month old and she's very, very fussy and needs a lot of attention, of course, you know, mm. who... Who thought that parenthood would be easy? I guess you have three kids, so you know that it's not. Oh, my gosh. It's never easy. It's always a fun challenge. <laughs> you know, I was a third child, so I think actually I resemble a lot of the comments you're saying if you were to ask my mom as well. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, obviously, we invited you here because of your success in baby talk and all you do to empower women to be their own advocates during pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum. And as you said, you just had a baby. So how are things going? For you and your family, as you adjust, like give me a broader picture. You mentioned that she's uh, a bit more challenging, but how? What's it like having a baby? Pandemic? Yeah, 
Um, so it is different. I have to say being a labor and delivery nurse, uh, and then being the quote unquote patient myself, um, it's very different because you have to put yourself in, in those shoes and it's hard to go out of the labor and delivery postpartum nurse and become a patient. Mm. (laughs) So that was a little bit challenging, but things are going really well. Like we are adjusting well. Um, I'm lucky enough that my husband only works half days. So he's like extreme, uh, source of help at home. So it's not just me dealing with everything, um, at home. I'm happy that it's summertime and luckily the pandemic, uh, didn't really affect us too much when we were, you know, at the hospital, I had a pretty Mm. straightforward delivery. I actually had a C-section, um, and I only had to stay in the hospital for 24 hours. So, everything went really, really well. Um, and like I said, before we started recording, the only challenge now is I have a much fussier baby than I've ever had before. (laughs) And actually with, um, my toddler, uh, my two-year-old, I was able to work on baby talk a lot with him as a newborn because he was so easy. He would just eat and then sleep, but she needs way more attention. So that I think has been probably one of the bigger challenges, keeping my business going, um, having to deal with all the other things called life, you know, on the side. <laughs> I can just see now, like one of the, I remember like being the husband and father when my wife was pregnant with newborns and like, just being like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? All the like unsolicited advice you get. So I can only imagine talking about this online. I'm sure you guys should probably get it in your own comments on your social, like everybody with their two cents on uh, what's right and wrong. Yeah. Well, I've been sharing a lot of my stories how um, on Instagram, how fussy she's been. And I actually don't mind the advice. And also you can hear what other people went through and you know that it's not going to last forever and you're going to have a time where it's going to be easier. So um, it's, it's, it's a great community, actually, Instagram and being online. It's not, I get a lot out of it too. It's not just my followers that are getting information from me. I actually get a lot back, um, lots of DMs with, you know, helpful comments and stuff like that. So, or tips of things to talk about or, you know, ideas, for content and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> you know, speaking of your online following and your, um, your influence and how you launched it and grew it is really impressive. And obviously a lot of it comes out of your work as a nurse. But the thing is you don't go like high school nurse, like big on Instagram. So can you tell me a bit about your journey to becoming a nurse? Because I think people are going to hear your story and connect and be like, oh, that's me. And they'll be inspired in their own way. So I'd really love to hear like what it is that drives your passion in this. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I'll start with saying that you really have to be passionate to want to take it this far because if you're not passionate about the topic um you'll just kind of give up because Mm. there has to be something behind it so yeah I didn't go into nursing right out of high school I I remember my mom you know saying you know what do you want to do when you're when you graduate oh maybe you should do nursing and I was like no way there's no way I'm going into nursing I hate blood I hate needles I thought that's all it was about right it was blood and needles um so I went into biochemistry I finished my uh, bachelor's and then I started working. And then I realized being in biochemistry, you have to kind of follow up with like a master's or a PhD. You have to have like be really passionate about like a certain topic to go far in biochemistry. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. So I knew I wanted to do something else. And it was actually funny. I was going to do computer science because I've always loved techie type stuff. So that kind of probably comes into the social media aspect of it. But I didn't end up, it was like, Basically, a few weeks before I was supposed to start, someone mentioned to me, oh, why are you doing computers? You should go into nursing. And this wasn't even a close friend or anything. It was just a random person who kind of knew me a little bit. And she said, oh, you should go into nursing. 
And I was like, thought about it for a bit. And I said, well, you know what, I'm starting fresh. Why don't I just try it for a semester and see, you know, if I like it. And I loved it. <laughs> so I always owe this thanks to this random person who uh, mentioned it <laughs> to me. And labor and delivery, I think, I think nursing actually after I had my first son. So that was maybe a couple of years before I went into nursing. Um, I think it was always in the back of my mind. I realized what nurses actually do. And that was the first time I was in a hospital and I saw what nurses do. Um, so I think that was probably the background of it. Why I went into nursing too, is that I really, I just kind of was inspired by what nurses do in the hospital. And then labor and delivery also came as a fluke because while I was in nursing school, I went to U of T in Toronto. I like liked every single subject. I liked all the areas that I, I wanted to do anything. I was like, I just love nursing. Uh, but then it wasn't until I went into labor and delivery that I was like, this is my passion. I started off in a unit um, in Sunnybrook in Toronto and it, it was just such a great team. And I guess it just kind of like was a eye-opening moment. Oh, I actually love birth and postpartum and this is what I want to do. Breastfeeding was always a passion of mine just because I had issues with my first um, baby. Not really like crazy issues, but like things that I needed to figure out. And I actually went online at the time. I had him in 2006. So there was much fewer resources. There wasn't even Facebook, right? Right. Um, so there were some websites and stuff. So I kind of found out then that you have to be your own advocate that sometimes you're going to get bad information from doctors, you're going to get bad information from nurses and midwives, uh, and you have to figure out kind of what works for you. And it's not always, you know, cut and dry what's the right thing to do, especially with breastfeeding, but also with birth. So yeah, that's kind of <laughs> a mishmash of uh, reasons for why I went into it and became so passionate. <laughs> you know, I love that kind of, that's a great kind of big picture of like why, what put you on the path here, why you're here. So let's dive a little bit deeper. Sure. I remember I was doing a master's in leadership and management and we were talking about like a way of seeing things with clarity. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, like this is total makes sense. Like, don't you do this already? And I was with, I was with some really smart people in class and they're like, no man, like we don't see this that way. Normally you do. That's what's really like, you have that ability. You're that special for you. And I was like, oh, like, that's a thing. Okay. Like that kind of, so that's what put me on my path towards right. thinking about leading with nice and how do we advocate for clarity and uh, helping people tell their stories and, and building better teams. So I'm just curious for you, like in your journey, like when you were starting baby talk, uh, you had this great idea and this drive. Clearly you had a love for it. Was there a moment that it was like an aha moment or like a realization that like, okay, I need to be this advocate for advocacy, which is amazing. It's very meta. Yes. You're an advocate for advocacy. Right. But was there a moment or was there like a series of events? You kind of touched on a little bit, but can you take me down to a very specific thing if there was one? Yeah. And um, it's not easy to talk about at all. And I don't think it's something a lot of people know about until they're in the system, birthing in the hospital system. Um, hospitals are businesses, Right. I know that, you know, in Canada, everything's covered. We don't pay, but really it is still a business. Doctors, you know, they work for fee for service. So, you know, they want to get as many patients in and out as they can because that's how they make their money. And that's totally fair. But I think I had a couple of, it's not just one moment, but a couple of times where I just saw women not treated as well as they could have been um, in birth. And again, I think it's a systems problem. I never blamed one specific doctor, one specific nurse or anything like that, but it's just a systems problem of 
overworked healthcare professionals and a system that is not in favor of women. Mm. Um, so I realized, hey, if we can somehow, you know, advocate for women and help them understand what actually happens in the hospital so that they can advocate for themselves and be like, ask for things that should happen and ask for things not to happen too. Um, because a lot of it is time sensitive and, you know, it's a rush. I mean, you probably remember from having your kids. Mm-hmm. So that was one piece of it. The other piece of it was also that I just, one of the favorite parts of my job as a labor and delivery nurse is teaching. So just sitting down with the patient and, you know, telling them going step by step by step. And they're like, wow, I never knew this. My doctor never told me this like for example someone having an induction they'll come in I, I always have a spiel you know because they're not in labor at that point I'll have a spiel you know tell go step by step what's going to happen what's it going to look like and they're like thank you so much I'm so happy that you actually you know walk me through this I feel so much more prepared so then I thought aha let's go and like prepare a bunch of women at once I can do this spiel <laughs> you know once and maybe a thousand women can see it rather than just you know the one and they can feel more prepared and more you know um happy and Eventually, the reason for this is I really think that, you know, like you said in the intro about me is that it's a pivotal event, right? So Mm. if you go into parenthood feeling kind of, you know, traumatized or feeling like you went through some terrible thing, I think it affects your parenting, at least in the beginning. And it definitely affects your postpartum, like depression, anxiety, all Mm. those things. So I really think it's an important thing to try to be as well prepared for birth as possible so that you come out of it feeling, you know, like you rule the world and now you can rule this thing called parenting. <laughs> you know, I, this is not, I'm going to go off script. I, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know, I'm quite transparent. I share the questions in advance with the guests because I don't want there to be a surprise. I want everybody to be well. I want this these podcasts to be useful. So everybody's prepared. And so one thing uh, that you probably don't know, but it's not a secret. Hannah is actually the sister of one of Lead with Nice's employees. And I thank her every episode because she does so much great work. And uh, Naomi, is Hannah's sister, and that's how we. That's how I came to know Hannah in the first place. I wasn't randomly searching for uh, like birthing <laughs> Instagram accounts to follow. <laughs> Naomi told me about her sister. That's what turned me on to following hers. And I'm hearing something that the two of you share, and it is this strong desire to be of service. Mm-hmm. Because Naomi, like man, she she's my executive assistant. And she, she'll ask me like, you know, is this what you're hoping I'm doing? Am I being effective? I'm like, Naomi, like I showed up today. Like I had totally forgotten about all this. Like without you, I wouldn't even be here. And just the stuff she does for the business. And I'm hearing the same ethos from you. So is there something, maybe a shared experience? Is there something that you experienced that I should help my kids experience to get this service <laughs> generosity ethos or, or is it just happenstance? You don't have to have an answer. Don't worry. Um, I don't know. I wonder, like, I've never actually thought about that before. Uh, and so it might be hard for me to come up with a response right on the spot. And if I ever think of something better, then I'll let you know. But I don't know if Naomi ever told you, but our grandmother, um, she's a survivor. Well, she's passed away now, but she was a survivor in the Holocaust. Mm. And she came out of that experience wanting to talk about it and teach about the Holocaust. And she always, that was always her, like, well, probably every time I saw her, she would talk about how you know, it's important to teach and, you know, let the history kind of go on. So that's the first thing that came to mind that, you know, both of us, we were very close with her. Um, So that is probably part of it, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard a lot about your grandmother. She sounds amazing. There is a great clip of her on the CBC from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm going to find it. I'll put it in the description. Feel free to pause this, go watch that clip, get an idea. 
of who this woman was and how <laughs> I would actually say that's probably very accurate as to why you're built the way you are because of that influence. I, I love it. So quick take. If you're listening to this, one thing you can do right now, teach people about the stuff you care about. Just talk about it. Be open with it. Frequently do it. I, that's a great, that's a great takeaway. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I want to go back to like the beginning of baby talk and you have this great idea. You have this drive, you have the passion, you have the experience, and uh, now you have to do it. Now, I know from running my own business, there are times you put in the time and you're like, oh, hooray, one like, one follow. Oh, and it was my mom. You know, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what were some of the challenges of getting things off the ground and how did you persevere? I want to hear about your resilience and about like what it, what it looked like in those moments. I started Baby Talk as a blog. That was my primarily, like my focus in the beginning was just to do, make a blog. So I got into that first and I really enjoyed it, writing and all that. Same thing with blogging as like social as, you know, you get no comments, you get no likes. You don't even know if anyone's reading your thing. So I, to me, I made both the blog and the social. It was almost like a game for me. It was like, how far can I take this? Like, what do I need to do? What do I, like, what hacks do I need to figure out so that I can kind of take it a step further. Um, and so with the blog, it was Pinterest. I just like happened upon, and I, I don't like buying courses and stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I guess I'm cheap <laughs> like that. <laughs> I've, I've gotten better since I started. Cause I know it can be very beneficial. Um, but I, you know, I read a lot of blogs. I just like tried to figure out from here and there, you know, how to hack Pinterest. So I did. And the blog, like, I wouldn't say took off, but it actually got views and it got traction and it's still getting traction. And I actually got my numbers yesterday. And now Google is giving me way more views because I kind of stuck to it and I persevered. So that was really good. And people told me in a few years, you know, Google will pick up and people will read it, just will find it through Google and you won't need Pinterest anymore. And then I think what really helped me with the social was community. So I kind of hooked up with a few other labor and delivery nurses that are on like blogging and social. And I, I followed what they were doing. We talked a lot. Um, we kind of like, not, I wouldn't say help each other out, but you know, we had this, you know, kind of group of people that we were like, we share each other's stuff. Um, and I find that on, for me anyways, on Instagram in my niche, it's all about kind of community. So not just finding other labor and delivery nurses. I found other people in the same area in birthing. So like doulas, midwives, um, any baby type accounts. And we would do like takeovers from each other and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, challenges for, you know, keeping going for sure are just distractions. So work, like I actually work as a labor and delivery nurse and I have a family. And so it's like finding the time for me, I just have to do it whenever I have a moment. So I might work on a post, you know, while I'm watching my two-year-old play outside and then I'll pause it for a little bit. And then when he's napping, I might write the caption, you know, and then at night I will start a blog post. You know, I, I kind of have to just like divvy up my time, but that's the biggest challenge is just not having that good chunk of time to just sit down and like really focus on it. I started the blog before I had the two babies. I just had my teenager and he was way easier to, you know, he just go do his thing and I could, yeah, right. I could work as much as I wanted. Um, so that is definitely super challenging, especially right now with her. But I also have to just give myself grace and be like, okay, so you're not going to be as present for, you know, a month or two. That's fine. You can get back into it once you have a better, you know, handle on 
on things at home. Like I have to enjoy my life as well. And I can't just be, you know, yes. stressing about getting everything done all at once. Um, I find with Instagram, I kind of like that as my go-to platform. I am on Facebook too. And I did start kind of TikTok and stuff. There's always new things to get into um, just to get the more views and more people to come to you so you can, you know, teach more. But I find that Instagram has like kind of everything in it. Like, and I especially like the stories because it's something you can always just go on. I can like say, Hey, I just thought of something I really want to teach you guys or talk to you guys about. And then I do that. And it only takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes and it's done. And uh, so then my posts might not, you know, I might not have as many posts as I'd like, but um, but it is what it is. You pick and choose. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, Check out on Leading with Nice or on our YouTube channel. There's a a video I did on our New Year's resolutions worth it. And you just described my approach to New Year's resolutions. Is I actually there's a bunch of different ways I do it, but one of the rules I have for myself is I only try to achieve eighty percent. Right. Because, like you just said, it's okay if I'm not as present for a couple of months. Yeah, a hundred percent, it's okay. And you don't have to have a baby for it to be okay. Like you can be tired. You can be yeah. wanting to break. You can be any number of reasons that it's okay. You can come back to it. You know, we live in this world sometimes where it feels like it's all or nothing. Right. And I love that approach, Hannah, that you just said, like, also like you can have a bad day and it doesn't make you a bad parent. Right. You know, it right. just, that day was bad. And, you know, one thing I learned from actually sports is with uh, officials, referees, you can criticize the call, but it's not about criticizing the person. So you can say that strike is bad. That was a bad call. But if you say you're a bad umpire, usually you'll get, you know, started the game in more trouble. And you're basically saying like, I can be busy, but that doesn't make me a bad blogger. Yeah. That's a great message. One last question then for people who are just starting out online with uh, a website or social media, maybe they all they have is an idea and a passion, but they don't exactly know how to execute a plan. And I love leaving people with practical tips. And there's going to be people that are listening today that heard your story and be like, oh man, that's my story, but it's not nursing and postpartum and childbirth. It's like model trains or it's, you know, uh, advocacy for mental health issues. So what can you do to keep yourself motivated? Maybe three quick tips on what they can do to keep themselves motivated and keep going the same way you do with baby talk. Well, I think firstly, it has to be a passion that makes you kind of automatically motivated. You know what I mean? It's not like just go into something. I, I kind of like what do you mentioned model trains or chess or whatever like if you love chess and you just want to share everything about chess there's endless content that you can you can make around that it's just a question of how much you you know are passionate about it so like I think that's the first thing is find something that you really 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 love because that will drive you that will push you to do more because for me sometimes I lie in bed in the morning or at night and I a piece of content comes up in my mind because I'm like, I just really need people to know this. Like I need them to know it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is like, we haven't talked about this, but like, I, I would love for this to be like my side job. Like, oh. <laughs> there we go. Like I would like to make money. Um, that's my, one of my goals with baby talk. And I do make a little bit like ads and stuff like that. Um, but that can't be your like number one goal. I don't think when you're starting out at least, uh, because if it's, if it's just the the money factor, you know, uh, I think, you know, you'll end up being like a walking advertisement, right? So right. it has to be a topic that you can just talk about without thinking, am I going to make money from this? 
Um, so it's a, it's, it's a hard balance. I hope that's what you're looking for. No, of course. Listen, you've, every, whatever you had to say was what I was looking okay. for. So listen, we're going to end this off now because I'm going to become third fiddle in this conversation very soon. Yes. <laughs> where can people find out, where can they find your stuff? Uh, hit us up with your, with your website, your social handles, et cetera. Yeah, so um, uh, the blog is www.babytalk.life. And I have lots of blogs on there about, you know, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, breastfeeding, um, like all the topics, really. And then so online, I'm mostly on Instagram. And my handle is babytalk.birthnurse. And you can find me on my stories a lot. But I do post uh, informational posts about all those topics that I mentioned on my blog as well. And it's really cool. Uh, I'm not sure how much you've done lately, but I loved all you use Lego to tell your to, to to teach a lot, like Lego pieces. Yeah. So actually, that's part of the. Maybe I can add that to the last um, question. Was the other thing is when you do start online, it's good to have something that like on a social media platform, have something that's kind of uniform. And that was the, took me the longest, really, with Instagram, is to find something that I can do that makes the you know feed look kind of uniform yeah. and nice um, but it's not too like complicated and for me it was lego a lot of people use like drawings or they take pictures of themselves but something that's kind of you know you can use over and over again and lego really worked for for that <laughs> yeah I, I love the i love the pregnant lego figures it's, yeah. it's amazing yeah <laughs> hannah thank you so much for making time i've learned so much i enjoyed it I also appreciate your daughter uh, being on as well. She was wonderful. She added her commentary at the end. This happened, though, for a lot of people, and I want to say thank you to them. First, Cindy Craig, who you would have dealt with. She she does all the booking, all the communications. She gets it together. Naomi helps me with the whole the whole business, but in this particular, she helps with the questions and, and sourcing uh, guests. Jamie Hunter, if you are hearing about this for the first time, he's our content manager. He made all the posts, got it on the blog, got the podcast uploaded. Austin Pomeroy is our audio editor, technical producer. He makes it sound great. Uh, Carrie Cotton is our account manager. And while I'm doing these podcasts, she's busy taking care of clients. And you know what? It it struck me today that I really should be thanking my wife, Allison Ewell, <laughs> uh, the mother of my three kids. I get to do a lot of this great stuff. And Allison is a great leader in our house of uh, taking care of our children and helping me be a great dad. So thank you to her as well. Hannah, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me. You can find this and a whole lot more on leadingwithnice.com.